Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Ya lo hace. Pierna derecha, directo al arco. Golazo! Golazo! The world of football with a soccer perspective. This is Soccer Today with Dwayne Rollins and Kevin Laramie, live on the Sports Podcasting Network. Good day, good night, and welcome to Soccer Today for Thursday, June 2nd, 2022. I'm Kevin Laramie, and I'll be joined by Dwayne Rollins in a second. Before that, we will invite you to subscribe to our YouTube page and click on that notification bell so you'll be made aware of whenever we upload a brand new video on our YouTube page and today Dwayne it's a beautiful day any important day where we unveil the new tiers of our Patreon page later on the show we'll talk about the road to Qatar and how we're bringing back the two solitude soccer podcast but first of all how are you today I'm pretty good um I know we have a lot of listeners in Ontario so I'm just going to quickly give a message that if you haven't gotten out yet to vote please do so uh, it's important to have your voice heard but I'm not going to belabor you any more than that and I'm not happy about how it's going to end tonight, but whatever, we'll move on from there. Exactly. Um, <laughs> That's funny. All right, go ahead. Yes, yes. Please go vote. I did this morning. It was about two minutes in and out, and I live in the densest, but one of the more densely populated ridings in the province. So I can't imagine it's going to be much longer for you. But at any rate, I'm doing pretty well. Um, getting geared up. I'm getting excited. I'm listening to some of the, the podcasts that are talking about transfer rumors. Uh, the women's Euro this summer. We got some friendlies coming up in the Nations League. There's there's some stuff to talk about. I'm ready to gear into my summer. A little frustrated that there's no World Cup because my body is telling me there should be. It's like when you go through daylight savings <laughs> and you think it's seven o'clock when it's really eight. Yeah, well, like uh, at least in November when you're like, oh, it's gonna be over soon. No, you'll get the World Cup right there, and yeah. uh, that'll be a great time. Also, November everything goes well. My baby's coming to, to life, so that's going to be another great time. All right, we're going to get excited for November, and might as well go. Let's talk about Canada for a little bit, Dwayne. Canada is playing a friendly against Panama. We've talked about it, but it's official. Canada-Panama will take place on June 5th at BC Place. All lower bowl tickets are available right now, $30. You can secure your seats. Go to CanadaSoccer.com. This is not sponsored. This is just a way to, to, to make sure we have enough money to go to Qatar tonight. Because this team is going to the World Cup and it's one of the few matches they will have to get ready for the World Cup. They won't play Iran, they'll play Panama. It's a different type of team and sporting-wise it's going to bring different results. We can now look at the entire schedule for Canada this June window. 
Canada, Panama, June 5th, 7 p.m. That's an international friendly. Canada, Curacao, that's on June 9th at 10.30 p.m. That's a CONCACAF Nation League game. And Honduras, Canada, June 13th, another CONCACAF Nations League game. This is the window. This is the schedule for Canada. Dwayne, which one is the most interesting to you? Um, well, Honduras, I suppose, because of the challenges that we faced there in the past and so on and so forth. But but by and large, it's a little disappointing that they don't have the, a different team. I mean, I think I speak for most Canadians in that putting the politics of it aside, it's disappointing that, that a game against a team from outside this region, which would have been novel, would have been something different, would have tested us against a different style, perhaps. Uh, it's disappointing that that got lost out on. We're not going to belabor why, but it is disappointing nonetheless. Um, you know, that said, uh, the U.S. beat Morocco 3-0, so if you want to take some hope from that, you uh, you can, Canadian fans. That's, you know, if you do 1 plus 1 equals 2, but it doesn't usually, <laughs> but at any rate. You're talking about the triangle math where, well, we did beat the U.S. in qualifying, so if we beat the U.S. and U.S. beat Morocco 3-0, by the board, we actually are better than Morocco, which, you know, is good heading to the World Cup. But, Wayne, we talk about the Canadian men's national team, and we'll break down the roster in a few minutes, but the reason why we also wanted to touch on the national team is because Dwayne and I are bringing back one of our favorite shows that we used to do, the Two Sawtooth Soccer Podcast. It is going to be back in a bit of a different format this time around. Of course, it will be for patrons only. And there it is, the Two Solitudes Podcast Road to Qatar 2022. I'll show you the new address, very instinctive address patreon.com slash two solitudes and you can find it there and you can find our new tiers right here Dwayne three tiers easy clear and with a clear direction the 2s tier two dollars those are an American currency you can change it in Canadian 335 Canadian or so for the first tier this is giving you access to the two solitudes soccer podcast a weekly premium show that will cover the Canadian men's national team heading to Qatar the $5 tier is what we call the shout-out tier, where you will have an on-screen written shout-out at the end of every soccer today and from time to time and also visibly in the description of every Two Solitudes show. And then the super shout-out tier, the $10 American, $13 or so Canadian per month. You get a super shout-out at the end of every soccer today before the end credits on screen and of course you get the two solitude soccer podcast premium podcast where Dwayne and i can talk about the beautiful game from a canadian perspective looking at canada heading into qatar and Dwayne, if we want on that show we can put music we don't have copyrights because this is a private show we can go into the neither regions of the interwebs and we can do a show old school i invite you all to go to patreon.com slash two solitudes to subscribe right now to our brand new page yeah go let's go get the get some clips of actual music in here not uh not our our beautiful public domain that we listen to right now although you know the, the euro one i kind of like that i think it uh, i think if we go way back we can maybe uh bring back i think it was shipping back to, up to boston or shipping down to boston the uh the dropkick murphy's that was the original it calls it's called football song so maybe we can bring it back to and it's a short form or so it's got a nice rocky one anyway for the sure. old school fans out there and here's the song Dwayne was talking about little house music 
And uh, by the way, if you're watching us via live on YouTube, uh, we suggest you uh, give us a little subscription and hit that notification bell. If you're following us via podcast, thank you very much for subscribing to our podcast feed and finding this show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, and everywhere else you find your favorite podcast. And if you want to advertise on this show, opportunities are available contact me at sportspodcast.gmail.com and of course if you are a fan of this show starting monday make sure you follow us and you watch the show a lot of brand new things will be debuting on monday a new audio background signatures maybe i've been working hard on getting some brand new music going forward on Monday. Let's continue now, Dwayne. Speaking of the Two Solid Two Soccer Podcast and speaking of Canada, let's break down the roster that will be playing in June for the Canadian national team. No surprise in net. We have the three usual suspects, Milan Boyan, Maxime Crepeau, and now Dane St. Clair, who has taken James Pantemis' spot at third goalkeeper in the national team. In defense, Samuel Adekube, Daniel Henry now playing for LAFC. Alistair Johnston, a stalwart for CF Montreal, one of the best defenders Canada has produced in a very long time. Still very young. Scott Kennedy, Richie Larea, Kamal Miller, and Steven Vittoria are your defenders. What do you think about the choices of goalkeepers and the choice of defenders before we continue the breakdown of this roster, Dwayne? I think that uh, shows that John Herdman's a pretty loyal guy and that he has uh, probably 90% of his roster for Qatar selected because you're not seeing a lot of surprises there. You're not seeing a lot of looks. Um, You know, that could speak to maybe there not being a lot of looks to see, but nonetheless, it it does speak to that. And there's something to be said about that. Canada, one of the greatest things they had, and even um, Martinez, when he was talking about it during the draw, uh, said that Canada's greatest strength and one of his biggest challenges for them would be that they're so cohesive. They play with club club teams. So it makes sense they're going to stick together with with the current roster. But... You know, I do think it's healthy to also have a little bit of challenge for those last few spots. So so hopefully we get that. And we're going to talk about a couple of those in the second year, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because when we look at the midfield, maybe that's where there's more choices and more decisions to be taken in is Canada's midfield. Let's have a look at that midfield right now. Raheem Edwards making a return in the midfield position for the first time in a long time. Now the question is, will he be used as a wing back? Will he be used as a midfielder? Those are the big questions. He has been used in multiple fashions by Greg Vanny with LA so far. So let's see what he can do with Canada. A return. It's been a while. We haven't seen Raheem Edwards with the national team. Stefan Ostakio, Atiba Hutchinson, Mark Anthony Kay, and Samuel Piet. Are your midfielders really your defensive midfielders? Because some of those forwards, Dwayne, will be playing in the midfield. When we look at the different roles we've seen, Tajan Buchanan, Jonathan David, Alfonso Davies, and Junior Holet receive over the last few times they played for the national team. Some of them were used as wingbacks, as wingers, as midfielders also. Let's talk about the names we're not used to seeing. Luca Coliosho. We're looking at E.K. Ugbo. Maybe we'll give him some more time. Is there really any positions up for grab for Qatar? Is there anybody in danger also? Yeah, that's an interesting question. And I would say that there might be room for one or two moves um, on that sort of borderline. I, I would think the third keeper position might still be up for grabs. I mean, Dave St. Clair, as you mentioned, was in the last couple windows and, and is back for here. Um, the important thing about a third keeper is 
fit, really, in my mind. You're looking for someone that enhances the group. They're probably not going to play. If they play, something bad has gone happened, right? Like, the, you're not going to see your third keeper. So you want someone that fits in with the group. Uh, but they also might be, you know, looking ahead to 26 a bit. We've qualified for 26, we assume. I mean, at this point, having made the 22 World Cup, I would hard-pressed to see how people would deny the, the host spot. But but nonetheless, you, you assume that. So maybe Dave St. Clair, they're looking at someone for, for long terms. They're looking at a young guy that might be the number one or number two for that World Cup to give him experience. So I think there's that there. I think Raheem Edwards is a guy that we've talked about a lot over the past four months or so. I thought that he maybe might have even got a look for the final World Cup uh, cycle, but he didn't. Uh, he has continued to play well. And to me, particularly his ability to play at the wing and the wing back position makes him an interesting prospect for there. The you know, the other thing I will say, this is a name that's not on there, and I hope maybe we might see some conversation happening. Might be Scott Arfield, but I think that that boat has sailed at this point. Yeah, I think, um, he, I think he chose, uh, he chose, yeah. how should I call it? He chose to be righteous, and Canada chose to go with the golden generation. And on that, maybe one day we'll have more on Scott Arfield when the time is right, because we don't need to talk about him. There's, there's actually positive stories heading into yeah. this camp and of course the window and november you mentioned a few things that i think are interesting when we look at the youngsters Luca those are there for learning and to see if they can grow it because you always have one surprising player that emerges in the couple months before a world cup and then he comes in and he becomes influential we've seen phil foden do this with england a few years ago and there's always a player that is surprising could it be Charles-André Brim who just signed a brand new contract with a new team could it be a player like Luca Colliosha or maybe more a Ismael Kone or maybe a Mathieu Chouignard who comes out of nowhere and makes a team and maybe is influential there on the team will a veteran like Samuel Piet keep his spot in the team that's a big question he has a defensive responsibilities and that leads me to this you need players that are different for different situations in a world cup situation you need to get ready for multiple scenarios a scenario where you are leading a scenario where you're not leading a scenario where you need to not concede and you need to have players that can give you specific tasks and that you have confidence that they can do that task samuel piet can be brought on late in the game to close the midfield to close the passing lanes and to execute the dirty work of defensive midfielders. So you have to keep in mind when it comes down to selection time in October, before it's announced for November, you will have players that what we call role players that are not just there because they're good, they're there because they're good in a specific role and they will answer a specific task given by John Herdman. Well, yeah, Piet, I think, is a great example for that. I sort of touched on that with Edwards. If you can play multiple positions, you're, you're pretty much set. A guy that's injured right now that's the mainstay of the camp, and Jonathan Rosario, is also really useful because he can play all through the midfield in various different positions, and that's even though I think Jonathan Rosario's play alone would get him on the team. But nonetheless, even if he was borderline, you would look at that as a, as a role player, as a utility player, to use a baseball term. Um, Piet... I would be very surprised if he doesn't make the team because he is someone that John Herdman has had since the beginning. He's been part of this program through the generations. 
He can bridge that gap. He can add that leadership. He's good in the dressing room. And as you say, he can be a shutdown player. And we'll hope that we have that situation to use a shutdown player in the World Cup. Wouldn't that be lovely? Uh, you know, maybe we'll try. We need a draw in the dying seconds of the of that game yeah. against Croatia. And you, you got someone there that needs to make that tack or that tactical foul. You bring on Piat and, <laughs> exactly. and there you go. Maybe we uh, advance to the round of 16. <laughs> you know, a lot of people can't wait to see Canada score a goal and for their players to score a goal. You know what I'm? What I really get up for in the morning to see Samuel Piat get a yellow card at the World Cup. Now that I'll be like, yes, thank you, thank you. That's beautiful. Of course, a shout out to uh, families of mine who, uh, if you see the video screen, you see the chance of seeing my uh, nice uh, what we call those, Hank. Uh, no, they are um, cufflinks. Yes, a soccer ball cufflink, oh. and they're really cool. So, uh, shout out to families and friends who are giving me soccer. A memorabilia over the years you should see in my wardrobe now Dwayne we're gonna take a short break of course when we come back we'll talk about the Canadian Premier League but before we do so I will invite you once again to go to our Patreon page because the Two Solitude Soccer Podcast is back and is going to be available in the next few days with an audio only version of the show only on patreon is the road to qatar 2022 and you can find the different tiers once again 2s tier the shout out tier and the super shout out tier looking forward to talking about how awesome our members of the super shout out tiers are and you can find the address in the patreon page at patreon.com slash two solitudes that's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash two solitudes we'll be back after this short break hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You are listening to Soccer Today. Follow us on Twitter at Soccer Today SPN and like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash sports podcasting network. You can find the podcast version of all the shows we do on iTunes, Apple Podcast, Google Play Store, TuneIn Radio, iHeartRadio, and anywhere you get your podcast. Week number eight just wrapped up yesterday in the Canadian Premier League. It was a double week for Valor, and we can look at the results in just a second. And my story that I keep giving attention to is will FC Edmonton finally get a win will they ever win a game again and the answer is not this weekend not this time around maybe next week for FC Edmonton here are the scores in week eight in the Canadian Premier League Pacific to Valor 2 that was last weekend York United Cavalry also last weekend Tuesday night FC Edmonton lost at home to Forge FC 4-3 Forge. They know how to score goals. Their last two games in the Canadian Premier League have resulted into eight goals scored. What only three against. That's a pretty big average over the last two games in league for Forge and Valor. Zero. Atletico Ottawa won a late goal by Atletico Ottawa to get all three points on the road. 
at IG Fieldway. Yeah, look, I watched the Forge game closely this weekend because I wanted to watch Edmonton play specifically, and I, I'm pretty much because of Forge's history, I tend to watch them a lot anyway. But it was an interesting game, as you say. Edmonton played well at times. They had moments, they flashes. They had the ability to create something, but they just they lack something there. There, there's a little bit of something missing. Uh, concentration, focus, experience. I'm not sure exactly which. Maybe it's a bit of all, everything, because when they they let them, their guard down, Forge just was clinical to get those goals. And you know they got one back late to make it a little closer. But ultimately, if you're an Edmonton fan, and we'll talk about that in a half second, if you're an Edmonton fan. It had to be hard to watch them go up 2-1 against Forge and, and then fall down. The last victory that they had, the last victory Edmonton has had, just as a put it in context, folks, was the game between Costa Rica and, and Mexico in Edmonton last year. The last final game of the CAMPL season last year, a dead rubber for, for both teams. The game that a few uh, Canadian fans would have attended uh, up there. And uh, that would have made that attendance much bigger than it was yesterday when there had to be, <laughs> or two days ago, there had to be... 200 people in the crowd and i'm not trying to bash those that went when i say that it's not it's just it's disappointing because this and it's scary is what it is because you don't want to lose a team you don't want to move a team i definitely don't want to move a team and you got to figure something out and i don't know what it is it's it's a lot of work for whoever takes that yeah. over it's going to be a lot of work it's already the campiel's like it's owned right by the campiel it's under how do we call it stewardship if we if we were in another part of the world we would call this under stewardship but uh this is going to be a difficult situation and there's parts of this country that do not have a team and there's places like saskatoon that are getting ready to announce stadium plans if the city will announce those are things that you can follow of course on the living uh, sports and living sky entertainment and all their social media they've announced that yesterday we'll see how that comes through there's still more hurdles to be uh, gone over in Saskatoon, but that was a big one. Now we can go back to look at those scores, Wayne, because when I look at those scores, I see a trend. Forge is starting to score again. Forge is starting to win again. Cavalry starting to score sometimes, but at least they don't concede a whole lot, and they're starting to get points again. We're looking at teams like Atletico Ottawa finding ways to get victories. Surprisingly, Atletico Ottawa, but we've heard through the offseason that they would be sneaky good. We've heard about the crops of young players coming from Atletico Madrid and having a system of play. We've seen these things happen. How important is still to this day the depth, the depth of the organization and the depth of knowledge of the coaching staff if we look at the teams that are doing well and we can include Atletico Ottawa they have a wealth of knowledge that is not just CanPL based, that is not just North American based, but that over their careers is world based. Yeah, look, we can draw a direct uh, parallel to New York City FC when we're talking about Lake Ottawa. They may be at a smaller scale than City Football Group, but they certainly are similar, right? They have multiple teams in multiple countries, and that allows them to create that scouting network, which also separates them from the rest of the league, which relies on a kind of singular scouting network to try to identify their international talent, which is a controversial sort of thing within CAMPL circles and not something we're going to get into today. Might be a good topic for the Two Solitude show when we talk about how the CAMPL sort of acquires its talent and, and how they have sort of a relationship in one particular area. Look ahead for you there. But when it comes to Ottawa, they don't really tie into that. They're kind of separate from that because they have their own network and that might allow them to have a little advantage just like we see with NYCFC. It's not about the money you spend, it's about figuring out where to find talent that will play happily play for what you can offer because it's better than what they can get elsewhere and and will enjoy the opportunity to be exposed to the north american market and potentially exposed to the mls market which 
if the CAMPL can establish itself as a gateway to MLS, even MLS Next Pro, then that is something that maybe might be an advantage for them to attract international talent moving forward. And, and if they can yeah. counter that with Canadian talent, then, then you're good to go. But you no, know, Ottawa, I think, has been a good story this year. And I, I suspect they might continue to be one of the top four teams in this league consistently. Mm -hmm. and, and I think that's a good thing because, you know, as markets go, that's right up there. It's, it's what? The only Calgary would be bigger, I think, or, mm. than currently. So, yeah, I mean, it depends what you call York. But <laughs> if you're strong, then it's bigger. But oh, yes, obviously. <laughs> And uh, what you were just talking about, example, from CanPL to MLS Next Pro to MLS, a good blueprint of that pathway would be Mohamed Farsi, who was with Cavalry last year. He was with, playing futsal a few years ago and quite a meteoric rise. He is now with Columbus Crew 2 in MLS Next Pro. And there's rumbling and training possibilities with the first team and he's impressing. Of course, Mohamed Farsi, a big name in Canadian circles any no name in now North American circles in soccer. Let's look at the standings of the Canadian Premier League after week number eight. There's more games, of course, coming in the CanPL this weekend. There's no rest for the wicked in the CanPL. On June 4th, we have Wanderers playing York United. On June 5th, Sunday, Atletico Ottawa at home versus Pacific and Valor Edmonton. And Dwayne is showing the Forge. Uh, Forge a Scarf, do you want to talk about the, the 2020 Canadian Championship Final? Is that why you're laughing? Yeah, yeah, I just wanted to point it out that the 2020 Voyagers Cup Championship will be determined on Saturday in Hamilton. Uh, I have a split scarf here. Top half says Toronto played Vancouver and Montreal in a few few times and Vancouver <laughs> bailed them out in the end is what it says and uh Island Games champion is Hamilton's so yeah, that game's going to take place on Saturday I will be at that game if you see me say hi I might be kind of undercover with the Hamilton fans for the march to the stadium so I'll try and not dress in red uh you'll see me there you'll be in baby blue dressing with Manchester City colors and be like look I'm neutral it ain't orange yeah. It ain't blue. It ain't red. Oh, no. So that's an interesting aspect. We can go back to the standings because I do think there's a couple of interesting aspects with the standings. And, of course, it's still week number eight. But when you look at the the possibilities of making the CONCACAF Champions League for the future, next year, the winner of the regular season and the winner of the playoffs of the Canadian Premier League will be in the CCL. That was announced by the CCL yesterday in the brand new pathway to the CCL that would include the League's Cup, the revamped League's Cup, and everything. The Pacific still doing strong, but Cavalry and Atletico have made a comeback. There was eight points ahead at one point for Cavalry, uh, for Pacific ahead of the, the rest. I mean, on top of the standings, it was 16 to 8. Now, Cavalry and Atletico have made a comeback. Only four points separates the top and the second and third spot. Forge is back into the conversation, back into a playoff position, now fourth with three wins, two losses, and two draws, 11 points. Valor slipped to fifth, York slipped to sixth, HFX slipped to seventh, but it's very tight between the fourth and the seventh position. Only three points separate those four teams. And then there is Edmonton. There is a gap, a moat, I call it the Canadian Premier League moat that leaves FC Edmonton outside the castle ground and by itself outside the village. Yeah, look, we 
we, it might seem like we're making light of their plight, but we certainly are. Um, I do think it's a legitimate question to say how many games they'll win this year. I think the law of averages suggests they'll find a way to win one or two, but I could see this team finishing below 10 points, and that's just not good enough in a in a league that is designed to create some degree of parity. That, that's something that's terribly gone wrong in that particular situation. And it's got to be a tough situation for everyone involved. But we hope they can get there. Maybe in the summer window, they might be able to find some players. Maybe they can solidify things, try and focus on the defensive side of the game. And, you know, it's one. It's great to score three goals, but if you're allowing four, then you're never going to win a game. So, so maybe you <laughs> tighten it up. Um, I'm not a manager. I'm not. A t- I don't pretend to be a tactics expert. Unlike other people that have podcasts like me, I don't pretend that I'm going to actually know this thing up because you know what? I don't have my UEFA license, so I'm not going to give you any advice to the professional coaches out there. But I'm going to wish you luck and say that you you don't need me to tell you this. But yeah, there's a lot of work to do. So we do hope the best for Alan Cock and everybody in Edmonton. We hope the best for the players. There's a couple of players that I really regard highly. That are playing for FC Edmonton. I can name them also. It'll be my pleasure. Master Kashair, Shemit Shom. You're playing great, and I always have time for Alan Kosh, even though I can't pronounce his name to save my life. I always had, a, <laughs> had a, a good affinity towards his work from the MLS days and the last decade or so of his coaching since I've been around Canadian soccer. But we hope you enjoyed today's show. Before we say goodbye, I'll invite you once again to go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash two solitudes and subscribe to the Two Solitudes podcast. There is now three tiers that you can subscribe to. The two S tiers will give you access to the Two Solitudes Soccer podcast. The shout out tier will give you the Two Solitudes Soccer podcast and a shout out at the end of every soccer today on screen, a text shout out. And the super shout out tier gives you the first two tiers and also a special voiced shout out at the end of soccer today when we thank all the listeners you'll have your privileged spot for the beautiful price of 13.50 canadian 10 dollars us and you can find our brand new page at patreon.com slash two solitudes podcast for Dwayne rollins i'm kev Laramie. we hope you enjoyed today's show and as always until next time have a great soccer <laughs>